Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to the Comic Book Brawlcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerdum. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our brotherhood rounds out with Bullseye, Doctor Doom, and Sinestro. Brawlers, tonight we take a look at two of the biggest franchises coming to the MCU, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. We are talking our dream castings, what we want to see from each trilogy, and where each character should be introduced. Pretty much all things X-Men and Fantastic Four when it comes to the MCU. So brawlers, get ready, because episode 12 is in the house. Just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they're lost forever. My fellow villains, welcome back. Guys, a special shout out to Admin Black Manta for use of the sub tonight. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Glad to glad to be here and excited to see what everybody is expected to see from these two uh, major franchises that we've all been waiting for. Mm. I'm excited yeah. to take the highlights of tonight and then calling my man Kevin Feige and telling him how to do it. <laughs> I'm excited that everybody is excited. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. These two franchises have been a long time coming to the MCU. It's going to be exciting to really get into them and see what we think. But Brawlers first, in case you missed it, here are this week's headlines. In TV news, Rogers the Musical, as featured in the Hawkeye TV show, has released a full cast album. You can go check it out now. And Marvel's Werewolf by Night gets a color Disney Plus release and a Hulu premiere. That's going to be this October 20th, 2023. In movie news, and unfortunate news, Willem Dafoe will not be returning in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. But on the plus side, Donald Glover's Lando is now being planned as a movie and no longer a TV show, as revealed by the writer, his brother, Stephen. He said, I quote, it's not even a show. The idea right now is to do a movie. Finally, a Brightburn sequel has confirmed to be in development. If you guys haven't seen that, that is James Gunn's take on a young, evil Superman. It left a major tease in the after credit scene. You guys should go check that out if you haven't seen it. I cannot wait for the sequel. And finally, in comic news, guys, a new Moon Knight is coming to replace Mark Spector in the new upcoming Marvel series. It's not known right now who will be replacing Mark after his upcoming death, but we are getting a brand new Moon Knight. Guys, that about wraps it up for the news this week. Keep your eyes glued to Comic Book Brawl for more updates. Alright, Brawlers, it is time for our Brawl of the Week. This week's Brawl of the Week has two fan favorites facing off. Guys, we have Static from DC versus... Spider-Man from Marvel. Guys, this, I think, would be a much better matchup had Static not just kind of reset. I don't know about you guys. I haven't read much about the newest one, but I'm assuming if we're taking the newest or the most up-to-date version of the character, this Static is still fairly young and still becoming a hero. Personally, when I saw that this was the match we were going to do, my first thought was typical... Fan favorite matchup for Static is against Miles Morales as Spider-Man. And that's because they're both fairly inexperienced to an extent. I mean, yes, they they have 
had quite a bit of experience over the years, but compared to Peter Parker's Spider-Man, I mean, they're they're not even close. So if we put Static up against Peter Parker, I I, I feel like uh, Peter Parker is is going to blow this out of the water. I mean, I I don't know if Static is really bringing anything to the table that Electro doesn't. Yeah, I gotta agree. I gotta agree with Doom on this one. Uh, the amount of feats that Peter Parker has, just just by himself, not alone on the multitude of teams teams that he's teamed up with throughout the years. Man, the very first thing I think of is whenever he like soloed the X Men. He technically didn't solo them; he like escaped them, but he punked every single one of them until Professor X mind wiped him. All right, like that alone. Storm was in that. All right, Rogue was. I, Actually, I'm not sure Rogue was in that. Nightcrawler was in that. I think Colossus was in that. I don't think Static has anything that's going to do anything to, to Parker in this. Yeah, I got to uh, I gotta side with the other guys on this one, too, with Spider-Man. As uh, Doom eloquently pointed out, I really don't see Static. Like, his powers aren't identical to Electro, obviously. One's way more just electricity. The other's more electromagnetism, which kind of includes electricity. But I really don't see him throwing anything at uh, Peter that Electro hasn't done in some way, shape, or form over the literal decades Peter has been doing his heroics. Even if we went like a little back and didn't take the most recent static, where he actually did have a little bit of history to him, it's still nowhere near the experience that Peter has garnered. They say he's in like his early 30s right now with the Marvel sliding timescale. And he's confirmed to have started as Peter Parker at 15. So he's literally been doing this for 15, 20 years. Static in no way, shape, or form has been doing it for that long. Unless you're counting the animated version from the Batman Beyond verse where he's like an older guy. Which we're not. So, yeah, I'm siding with Peter on this one. Peter takes it, and I think he's going to take it kind of handily. Well, it's funny you mentioned... um maybe the new 52 static or the pre-52 static, because that was going to be my next question. Do you guys think one of those statics would have a bit of a better shot against Peter? Better, yes. Significant difference? Probably not. Yeah, I think I th- I think the real matchup would have been Miles, just like Doom said. Like, they're at least somewhat comparable in experience. I mean, I think at this point, Miles' experience... He might even be worlds ahead of, especially the the newer static or the most current static. But he's been Miles has been through a lot at this point. No, you're not wrong. No one, no one is saying that like he doesn't have like talent or anything. It's just Peter yeah, isn't yeah, the kid anymore. <laughs> right, Miles is the kid. He's still younger. Nope, I I agree. I I, I think we all uh, I think we all pretty much agree. This is a four zero vote in favor of Spider Man. So brawlers, like I said, there you have it, guys. Remember, you can go over to Comic Book Brawl. You can check out the Brawl of the Week. Let us know if we got it right. Did we get it wrong? What your thoughts are on it. Brawlers. We said in the intro, today we're focusing on the Fantastic Four and the X-Men joining the MCU. This has been a very long time coming. These are some of Marvel's most iconic families, really. So guys... Getting into them, I, I want to start with casting. What do you guys think about casting these iconic characters at this point? And mixed with your own castings, what do you think about some of the rumors that have been going on? 
a lot of my picks for the X-Men so far, I don't know if a ton of them have been rumored. I, I don't know if I, I haven't really been paying too close attention to the rumors for the X-Men casting. So I'll definitely admit that if any of mine have been rumored, I am ignorant on that. Starting off for the X-Men. Uh, I want to start with Cyclops. I'm thinking a character who we've already seen in series such as Umbrella Academy as being a character who can not only show that they have the potential to be a solid leader, but also have an emotional side to them that allows them to be just an overall vulnerable yet strong character. I'm going to go with uh, Tom Hopper or Cyclops. Oh, I like that choice. He He's awesome in Umbrella Academy. I like that. And then for Jean Grey, I'm going a character with that I personally have always wanted to see play Jean Grey. I thought she would have been a great Jean Grey even way back in the day as a younger Jean Grey. But uh, I want to go with Evan Rachel Wood, Jean Grey. I've always thought she had the look, and she's proven herself as an amazing actress. Uh, then this is a pick that I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I don't have a ton to back this one up with. Um, I've seen him in some things. He's always, in my opinion, portrayed himself as a very uh, confident and intelligent character. But for Beast, I'm thinking Sam Richardson. Okay, you know what? I've seen that as a rumored choice um, for people to play Beast. Yes, I have. I I just think like whenever I see a picture of a picture of him, I'm like, man, this. I feel like this guy looks like he has the intelligence and just the overall physique to be what I imagine. When I think of of Beast in his human form, you know, add that blue fur onto him, and we got Beast. Um, for Iceman, I'm thinking uh, Brandon Flint. I've I've been looking up a bunch of actors and actresses. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. These aren't a ton of characters. I'm gonna be very transparent. These aren't a ton of character or actors that I've seen or know their work on a lot of my picks are going off of aesthetics fair enough yeah he's from uh, was it 13 reasons why yes that's yes i i just thought i was like hey he's 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 got the look there was something else that i saw him in that initially sparked my um my thoughts for him being Iceman, but i can't i'm not gonna lie i don't in my head what it was Let's see. He's also been in uh, Scream Six and uh, the new Hellraiser. Oh yes, it it was the new Scream. Yes, the new Scream movie. Um, moving on, I've got um, Jamie Bell for Angel. Okay, I know you I know Jamie. Yep. You guys familiar with him? What's he What's he from? Um. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, I know him. It was. Um. What's on the tip of my tongue? No, oh, he's a, he's a good actor. He plays a good villain. I mean, he he was uh he was Ben Grimm in Fan Forced It. Yes, he was a little maybe a little redemption for him here. 
Yeah, like, yeah, that's literally kind of why I initially picked him. I can completely blanked on where I picked him from. Um, but also, he was a jumper as well. For Nightcrawler, I was thinking uh, Timothy Charlemagne. Boo. That's a big name. I can see yeah, it. Pretty, it's a big name. I can see it, but it sounds like Bullseye is very... Hey, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan of that guy. You know what? You're not a fan? No. You, you, didn't, you didn't enjoy Doom? Doom was okay. He was the worst part of it. Ah, uh, I didn't have an issue with him. He's like the number one reason I'm looking forward to the Wonka movie this year. Yeah. I he thought, does look I, like he, he makes a good Wonka. He does. I'll, I will give him that. But from his acting chops that I've seen so far, I see why people really like him. But me personally, it's uh, see, he doesn't do a lot for me. Well, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely not going for Nightcrawler based on Dune because I mean, the 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 character he plays in Dune definitely is not, you know, the same kind of character he would play for Nightcrawler. But just overall, I feel like he's got good range. Then for Storm, I'm going Seneca Martin Green. I I think she would make an amazing Storm. I could see it. And then for uh, Magneto, this is probably personally my favorite pick of all of my X-Men castings. I'd love to see Jeremy Irons play him. Jeremy Irons. That's an interesting casting right there. I like that. I, I, I could, I could see that. I actually thought about Irons when I was thinking about Professor X, but I, I could see him as Magneto. He, I, yeah, he was actually one of my picks that I between Xavier and Irons, or between Xavier and Magneto, I was debating Irons for both of them. But uh, for Xavier, I came to the conclusion that I was thinking of uh, Ralph Phineas. Ralph Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes? Fiennes. Is it Fiennes? It's Fiennes. Yes, sir. Is Fiennes. it Fiennes? It is. Fiennes? Is it Fiennes? It's Ralph Fiennes. I'm it's, sorry. It's pronounced, it's pronounced Ralph Fiennes. I'm sorry. I've never heard anybody pronounce his name before. I have. It's Fiennes. <laughs> okay. Well, Ralph Fiennes. His, too many letters. Too many letters for it to be Fiennes. But, yeah, I was, I was thinking Ralph Fiennes for Xavier. That's and then, uh, and then finally for my last pick for the X Men, I'm going Wes Bentley for Wolverine. He played uh, Blackheart in uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, I know that actor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I've seen pictures of him recently, and I'm like, uh, with the mutton chops, I think I could see it. He was also an interstellar. He also plays Kevin Costner's son in that uh, Western TV show that was recently. Oh, I've heard good things what about that. that. Okay, I'm, I'll Ozark? check that out so I can see him. Oh, Yellowstone, I mean? Yeah, yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah, okay, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, yeah. there we go. Yeah, like I said, whenever I was thinking of his pick, I was like, man, the only bad movie I think, I, or bad thing I've seen him in is probably Ghost Rider for Fantastic Four, uh, for Reed Richards, since, unfortunately, John Krasinski <sighs> mm. can't, can't be our pick because whatever stupid reasons i'm leaning matt smith i like it he was i on mean my he, list. we've already we've already seen that he is a solid smart person in a world of bs that just doesn't make sense 
um, for Sue Storm. I have two two ladies picked that I'm going to be honest. I don't know a ton about, but as far as aesthetics go, and the fact that they they have been good in what I the the couple of things I've seen them in. Thinking Lily James or Vanessa Kirby. Y'all know either of them? I definitely, I one hundred percent know who Vanessa Kirby is. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Is it, is it I, sure am, I, yeah. I am also. I am also aware of who Vanessa Kirby is. Yeah, because you also <laughs> Mission Impossible. Well, she's also isn't she like the number one rumored person to play her? Well, she's in Hobbs is and she? Shaw. Yes, yeah, she is actually the uh, top rumored person. Oh, but hey, if she's one of the mo- top rumored people to play her, I'm all for it. Absolutely, I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, quickly moving on, uh, for Johnny Storm, I got two characters. Um, just honestly, based off of one series alone, I was like, man, I would, I think either either one of these guys could could be them. They're both from. I I only know them from one series. For Johnny Storm, I'm thinking Dakri uh, Montgomery or, or Joseph Quinn yep. from Stranger Things. I, I would 100% again agree with you with Montgomery. I was just like, there was, there was something about Montgomery mm-hmm. while the as through the the first couple of seasons, I was like, man, this dude just has that like that energy to be just this cocky dude who who could I don't know be be that fill that role of the Human Torch on the team. He's got that Johnny-ness to him. I, I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, and I, I don't think yeah. I could put it a better way than the Johnny-ness. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how to word it, but yep. yes, he has that Johnny-ness. It's, um, it's, a young, it's a young Chris Evans kind of feel. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Um, for my pick for Ben Grimm, this is going to be extremely controversial, and I don't care what anybody says, but I'm going with Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting like Julia Roberts. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, not not that crazy, but just I I know he's controversial. I know some people love him, some people hate him, but man, whenever he touches anything comic book related, he absolutely destroys it. I think it would be funny to see the thing get stoned. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I like it. I see what you did there. I like Bazinga. it. <laughs> Uh, to wrap up my picks real quick, um, for some some villainous characters that we are no doubt going to see along the way. As far as Silver Surfer goes, <clears throat> I feel like we got to pick the absolute pretty boy of Hollywood. I'm I'm going with uh, Ryan Gosling. It would almost guarantee uh, us uh, getting some kind of Silver Surfer spinoff or uh, one shot. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for uh galactus since as we know it'll probably be mostly voice i i got two 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 actors for uh, galactus that i would love to at least hear their voices come out of him one being brian cranston uh and the second one being the legendary james earl jones can you imagine james earl jones voicing galactus yes sir i can add some Oh, I can even more bass and reverb mm-hmm. to that, and just his that that silky smooth 
just bellowy voice echoing throughout the cosmos. I'm here for it. I'll pay money just to hear that alone. I think he's the perfect choice for Galactus. It's also who I had on my list there. He, I, hey, I couldn't that. think of a better voice whatsoever to be Galactus. Guys, guys, guys. He's got a great voice, but the dude's 92 years old. Can we let the guy rest, please? No. Never. This is is our dream in fantasy castings, and he will play who we tell him to play. (laughs) Exactly. 90 freaking two years old. He's 62 in my book. I I don't care. So, for my very last pick, I, I, I might have picked the pretty boy of Hollywood for Silver Surfer. But I'm picking one of the most handsome, dashing, debonair men to ever grace the screen. Look, I'll play for... him. Jeez, stop asking me so <laughs> For your, the one and only Doctor Doom, I'm going John Hamm. Okay. I mean, I hadn't thought of him in that role. Of course not. You're not in that mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me go next on the casting. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I have uh, only had one person in mind for Doctor Doom for years and years and years. And it was not. I got a few. I got a few, but I don't know. I feel like John Hamm. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm here for it. I'd love to see it. So mine's. I'm going to be a little bit more streamlined. I got less characters to go through than uh, our esteemed Doom went through. Uh, he he led off with the X-Men. I'll do the same. For the X-Men, start off with the leader of the team, Charles Xavier. I only have one person I'd like to cast for this. Anyone else is just a lesser pick. Giancarlo Esposito. This guy was born to play Professor Xavier. I can't think of anyone other than Patrick Stewart himself who could play like Xavier at the age that I'd wanted to play as and do a better job. He He's been playing almost nothing but villains a lot. And he's even voiced out like in interviews that he'd want to play like a non-villain at this point. Yeah, I, he, he's highly rumored to play it already. There's fan pictures all over the place, and I think it's for a reason. He'd be the best Xavier in my eyes. For Cyclops, I got two names. Uh, I'd love to see... First of all, I'd like to see a Cyclops that doesn't end up being like a punk. Uh, we were talking about this off the air before. We had three movies with... James Morrison, who was perfectly cast in my book, who had one 10-second cool scene before they Johnny caged him in the third movie by killing him in the opening credits. But, uh, yeah, for Cyclops in my in my dream casting, Jensen Eccles. I think he'd kill it as Cyclops. Okay. You cannot have, you cannot have him be the leader of the X-Men and not have him be a badass. It, it just it can't happen. If Jensen Eccles is on screen... He's going to be badass. It's the end of the story. Uh, after him, Scott Eastwood. He's got the right look. Mm. Got the right uh, lineage for acting. He doesn't have the uh, the, the same uh, pedigree of you know roles as his father has. But um, yeah, he's got the right look. I think he can pull it off. Uh, for Wolverine, I actually had two people I wouldn't mind uh, seeing go in there. Both of them... One more than the other might be a little uh, controversial. My first one is Taron Edgerton. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got the uh, physicality down. He could definitely go through a fight scene. 
I think it'd be really great. Just beef him up a little, scruff him up a little. I think you do just fine. Uh, the other one, Daniel Radcliffe. I want to see Harry Potter pop the Wolverine claws. I think if you've seen the way he looks in certain roles in recent years, kind of remove your mindset from the Harry Potter movies. He's gotten pretty jacked himself. And when he's like has to get into a physical role, he goes pretty crazy. I think he could do a fairly interesting berserker Wolverine. Yeah, I can see that uh, turning out to be a Heath Ledger, Michael Keaton type situation. Yeah, you see a lot of people complain about it, and then when they go see it, be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That wasn't bad, actually. Uh, my Jean Grey, I have just one person. It just for, like, I was having trouble thinking of who I'd want to cast, and then while I was watching an episode on TV, it just clicked. I was watching an, uh, an episode of Ahsoka, and I realized, hell, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I would love to see Mary Elizabeth Winstead play Jean Grey. Just picturing her from Scott Pilgrim. She's got the acting chops. She knows what she's doing. That's interesting. I like that. Mm. My Magneto. This was interesting. I'm not sure if I went with anyone who was like highly rumored or whatnot. One of them I picked, the reason why I wanted to go next after Doom, his Xavier, my Magneto, Ralph Fiennes. Hey, interesting. <laughs> I like Ralph Fiennes, and I like him better as kind of like a villain. Like, I liked him yeah. in the Harry Potter movies. I mean, he played in, he plays interesting, funny, quirky characters in a lot of movies, but I think he could really play a good Magneto if push came to shove. Another one I had for that is Charles Dance. Not a popular name many people would know of, but most people would recognize him if they saw him. He would be from Game of Thrones, and he played Tywin Lannister. Okay. Oh, I like that. He's a, he's yeah. a good bad guy. He could be menacing when he wants. He's got that that quiet authority where he doesn't need to yell to get his to get the rest of the room pissing their pants. Now to the Fantastic Four, uh, Reed Richards. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. My topic will remain until my dying days. John Krasinski. I don't care. I'm so grateful they gave us a hint of him in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. But I want more. <laughs> He will always be my top pick. You don't get Jim if we don't get Vader. <laughs> At least my guy's not going to die soon. Don't you put that evil into the world? Wow. Wow. My next pick. He, my next. Let the man rest. Jeez. You're going to be the one to kill him. <laughs> my next pick after John Krasinski. One of the more rumored ones. Not everyone in this group is a fan of the idea, but I actually think it would be interesting. I think Adam Driver could pull it off. I think he'd make a great read. He played. I, I would believe he walks into a room. I would believe he's the smartest man in the room. Yes, I like Adam Driver, so that works for me. I still don't love him, but I like him more after watching uh, Sixty Five. Actually, which is like ironic because that movie itself was so bad. Yeah, it wasn't great, but <laughs> I liked him in it. So. <laughs> I like him, oh. but he's not rivaling me. So, that's... funny you should mention something, Doom. Mm, uh, my please. final pick for Reed Richards. It's another flip on one of your picks. Oh yeah, you pick. You picked him for Doom. I'm picking him for Reed. John Ham. Oh, for Reed. Okay. Interesting. I think he would make a. I think he'd make a very good, very good Reed Richards. Yeah, anybody who's the smartest man on the crew could also be doomed. I'm down. 
<laughs> so why be the smartest guy in the world when you could be the smartest guy in the world? Do or read. Exactly. I like it. Mm. <laughs> uh, for Susan Richards, I'm saying Richards because my Fantastic Four are well into their Fantastic Fourness. Uh, if I go with John Krasinski, I have to go with Emily Blunt. She's my Susan. I yeah, don't care. Can't split uh, there. Nope, that's perfect. That would be the best couple right there. After that, uh, not, not uh, making anything new here. No crack, no breaking new earth here. Margot Robbie, Vanessa Kirby. Those are my next two for Susan. And I think Margot Robbie is going to be super hot right now with uh, not just because of her role as Harley Quinn, but after the massively stupid success of Barbie. Mm. Yeah. Did Barbie do good? Well, Did anybody go see Barbie? <laughs> I, think <laughs> I, it might, I think it might have made a few bucks. Yeah, it might made, made a little bit of money. Okay, I just I wasn't sure. I didn't hear any word about it. Nice handful, anyways. Change, really, <laughs> en- enough enough change to go play Super Mario on the arcade. Hey, okay, that's that's not too bad. Good for them. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa Kirby, who had a decent role in the last two Mission Impossible movies, Fallout and uh, Dead Reckoning Part One. I think she'd make it dynamite. Uh, There's a reason why she's like the number one most uh, rumored to play Susan. So yeah, I got her. Moving on to her brother, Johnny Storm. Uh, I've, he's been rumored in the past, and I'm still with it. Zach Efron. I think he'd play a dynamite Johnny Storm. His role in Baywatch helps me believe he has no problem being a cocky ass, which is exactly what I want from my Johnny. I think he'd do a great job. My uh, my one and only other uh, casting for Johnny. Uh, this guy's... He's done well in the comic book genre. He already has two great roles under his belt. He had a bit part in Oppenheimer, which I think he did well in. He's great in The Boys, and he's doing great voicing Superman. I like Jack Quaid. I think uh, he gives a little attitude to his role. I think he can make add a lot of interesting stuff to the character of Johnny Storm. Not bad. No, I, could I see, like him. I could see him doing that. Uh, for Ben Grimm, I have one casting and one only. Like uh, some of the other roles I mentioned, there are no other picks. This is your Ben Grimm. Alan Richardson from Reacher. Yes. that That's my Ben Grimm. Bar, like, full stop, period, end of story. Bad he's Castle. Bad Castle. He's, he's my number one pick for Ben Grimm. My last fan castings is for Doctor Doom. I got three names, and I'm proud of all three of them. I'd be happy with any of these three. I think it'd be interesting... But I'm going to go with the least shocking to the most shocking. Uh, I'd like to see Tom Ellis after watching all six or seven seasons of Lucifer. I think he could make the switch over from Satan to Dr. Doom and do it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, If I wanted a more quieter, sinister type uh, version of Doom, I'd go with Cillian Murphy. Hmm. He would make a great I think he'd he would be really he'd be really good, especially Mm -hmm. after seeing his acting chops improving over Oppenheimer. Good times. Real good times. My last one, mainly known for more heroic roles. I would <laughs> want to see Henry... Throw Henry Cavill as Doctor Doom. I would really love to see that. Go from Superman to Doom. I would lo- That I would love to see. Seeing him in Fallout, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, dude can pull off villain. He can do it when he wants to. But I want him to get a beefier role where he's not just playing one villain one time. Doctor Doom, hook him for the long haul. But yeah, that's my that's my casting. I'm in for anything yeah, that he does. Yeah, you got the doom seal of approval on all three of them. 
Man, I'll take Henry Cavill as Sue Storm. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So mine's not as intricate as all of your guys's. And I also have to apologize if I end up saying one of these names incorrectly. But uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start with the X-Men as well as you guys did. Um, I'm going to go down the line a little weird, though. But for my Cyclops, uh, I had Glenn Powell from Top Gun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He'd be good. I think he has the, yeah, he has the jawline for it. He has the cocky attitude. I actually liked him in um, Everybody Wants Some, the spiritual spiritual successor to uh, Days of Confused. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie. It yeah. actually wasn't that bad. Nice. Was, he hangman? was he Hangman in Top Gun? I, be- <laughs> I believe, I believe he was. Yeah, he was Hangman. Good, because I, I haven't seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen it, so I just know he's in it. <laughs> Damn it, Bullseye. Go watch that movie. And then, uh, see, for Iceman, I actually have a Joe Curie from Stranger Things. I think that's how you say his name. Yep. Mm. Yeah, he's. I, I think he's around the right age to where he could play play a, a cocky Iceman. And honestly, if they went down the line of uh, Iceman being gay, I think he could pull that off, too. He was, hey, second, he, was sec- he was second on my list. I, I like Joe for that role. Um, for Angel, uh, I'll probably get some hate for this one. I have Ans- Ansel Elgort, however you say his name, from Baby Driver. No, I, I like okay. that. I think he would make a fantastic angel. Yes. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yep. I think he. I, I think I had him as one of my potential picks for angel, but I did. I tried to go with one or one or two. And then uh, the one, the hardest for me were both the females of Sue Storm and Jean Grey. The, I I don't know. Like, I guess for me, I don't know enough actors and actresses, so. I try to do the best I could. So uh, obviously for Jean Grey, I have a Queen Latifah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Outside uh, the box. I was thinking maybe uh, I don't know how to say her name. Zoe Douche from uh, Zombieland Two. The uh, she was the crazy chick that they found in the mall. Uh, yeah, she's also uh, from uh, Why Ham. No, 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 no. Zoe De Chanel. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, know if it was a mispronunciation would, or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zoe Deutsch. She's a, she's right. actually the daughter of the uh, the mom from Back to the Future. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like her. I've liked her in a lot of stuff. She was in uh, again. She's in that other movie I was telling about. Uh, Everybody wants some. I just realized I had two people from that movie. I must really like that movie. Um, yeah. Zombie Land Two. I think she's she's good, but she's also lesser known enough to where she could. You know, be a good gene, but stay for the long haul, like you guys have been saying with some of your picks. Uh, my last three for the X Men, well, one X Men, two X Men, and then Magneto are actually kind of a curveball in the sense that I didn't change them. I think it should be Nicholas Holt for Beast. I think it should be Michael Fassbender for Magneto. And I think it should be James McAvoy for Professor X. Wow, where uh, did you come up with that casting? <laughs> bring him right back uh, in. Well, the thing is, and I mean, I was going to bring this up later, but I kind of think the X Deadpool with all the universes, I think stuff is going to get twisted. And I think we're going to have some characters from past ones stay. So I think I think those three will stay. But that's my own little fan thing, my fan theory. And then uh, for the Fantastic Four, this one I'm really going to mess up. Uh, for Reed Richards, I have Milo Ventimiglia. I don't know how to say that from Heroes. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Vincent, so yeah, Vincent Lilio, I think 
something like something like that. Yeah, I, there's no way I'm going to say that correctly ever. So I I think he would make a, a pretty I cool read. I think it's Ventimiglia. We're we're going to take your word for it. <laughs> uh, for Sue, actually, Sinestro might like this one. Uh, again, the, the the females were hard for me, but uh, I went I like with jo- Jody Comer from Free Guy. Okay, I, I saw. Oh, I, yes. That's a good yeah, pick. I saw a picture. I saw a picture of her with a slightly, slightly blonde hair. I was like, she actually looks the part. She, and I mean, she's a little bit. I actually don't know her age, but she looks like she could play a little bit older or even younger if she had to. So I think she could do that pretty well. She is oh. thirty. Thirty. Eh, thirty. Close enough. <laughs> uh, Johnny Storm. I have. Uh, it's funny because you. I got a couple of your guys' picks over here. Uh, Taryn Egerton. I have him for Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. I, he could, he, he's just as cocky. You know what I mean? He could be, he could be him. He could be Iceman. He could be Wolverine. That dude could be, just put him somewhere. Uh, this one is pro- uh, probably the the more deep dive that I had for Thing. And uh, the thing is, I think he's a pretty good actor. I don't. I think he's lesser known enough to where I I think people would like it for the most part. For Thing, I have I don't know. I'm gonna say this right. David Denman. You guys know who that guy is. Um, that is huh? Pam's fiance from The Office. Oh, okay. Oh yes. yeah. He was also in Jobs. He does a lot of like he does a lot of bit parts okay. here and there. And I think you I think he could do a pretty good thing. He's kind of he's kind of bigger. He's a little bit older too, which kind of works. Oh, good I role he was in was in thir- thirteen hours. No, he's a badass. I'm trying to think of like him in thirteen that. hours, but I can't. Uh, I, yeah, I can't put a face to him. And then for Doom, I had to put Thad Castle. I had to put Thad Castle, man. I feel like just let him enter the room and just rule everybody. I look I look at Thad, I look at Alan Richen. I could see him leading a country. You know, I could see him leading Laveria. Let him be Doom. It, it's funny because like I have it written down. So while you guys were saying some of this stuff, I'm over here giggling to myself because like I it's funny how close all of us are, but how far away we are at the same time. We'll have like the same people, but in a way different role. Hey, there's there's honestly a, quite... I feel like some of our picks for... Um, what was it? Iceman and my picks for Angel and Nightcrawler. Stuff like that. I feel like a lot of those characters are... And, and uh, even some of our picks for like Wolverine and stuff. I feel like a lot of these picks could be intercha- interchangeable. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, now all we need to do is hear from Nemesis. I'm going to start with the Fantastic Four. Be a little bit different here because three of my picks have been said. But I'll start with the one that hasn't. That's been that's Reed. And I want Penn Badgley from you and Gossip Girls to play Reed. I think he can uh, play the smartest guy in the room. He can play someone who's solely focused on his science and not distracted by the beauty of Sue. And, you know, which helps get him into trouble times. But I think Penn would be uh, a perfect character for Reed. I can see that. And then, uh, then like like has been said, um, Vanessa Kirby for Sue. I love her. Uh, she's been fantastic in everything I've seen her in. Um, we haven't said Hobbs and Shaw yet, but she was great in that as well. Um, for Johnny, Dacre Montgomery. I think, he, like I, Doom and I said, he's got the Johnny. We don't know yeah. what it is. But he's got the Johnny, and I, I think he's perfect. And much like 
Sinestro said, there is only one name who can play Ben Grimm. It is my close personal friend who I met at Comic-Con one time, Alan Richson. <laughs> you guys are friends, Lee? Uh, He's your friend, too? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Alan, if you're listening, give me a call so we can hang out, sir. Um, <laughs> just go ahead and text him real quick. Shoot him an email. Now, um, I'll just text him. This is full of it. <laughs> now, a couple of the villains I'll, I'll just throw out there quick, too. Um, Want to get Mole Man in there? And I'm bringing in Danny DeVito for Mole Man. Seems kind uh, of like a, a, a spot-on choice, but if you go back and watch his Penguin, he can certainly play a great villain. Got to. Um, Galactus, like has been said, <laughs> yeah. will be James Earl Jones. There is no discussing that. He I is. Uh, we'll, we'll get him there. Right, Doom? Yes, sir. No. Uh, with Galactus, you need Silver Surfer. And uh, I went with Zachary Quinto. I like Ooh. Zachary Quinto. I almost went oh, for him okay. with for uh, for Reed. Ooh, he'll like play that. good Reed, too. But I think he can play that he real played. emotionless uh, kind of character that the surfer is while still bringing a bit of heart to it. Like it, it, it played a lot like I think he played as Spock. See, that was oh. that was kind of my mindset with Ryan Gosling when I, I thought about the movie Drive. Mm. I mean, the dude had, what, like five lines in that movie? I don't know. Uh, well, there is only one pick left for my Fantastic Four, and that is the great Doctor Doom. And I've said for years, there's only one person I want to see play Doom, and that is Luke Evans. After seeing him in Dracula Untold, I was like, but this is Doom. This is the guy who needs to play Doom. I actually really like that movie, but good pick still. I enjoyed the movie as well, but you all get the Doom seal of <laughs> approval. <laughs> All right, guys, switching over to the X-Men quickly. Um, I want to start off with the original team in my X-Men movies, except we're adding one character. Because I always felt it was just a little bit unbalanced with one female. So I want Storm on the original team, and we're bringing back Alexandra Ship. She's the only character I'm bringing back. But she was great as Storm, and she deserves a lot more than those two movies she was in as Storm. So I'm bringing her back as Storm. For Professor X... I'm going with Gary Oldman. I think he was, I think the man can play literally anything. So I don't see why he couldn't play a, a great Professor X. I, I don't want to see him shave his head, though. I like his hair too much. <laughs> I uh, I love Gary Oldman, uh, so it pains me to say this, but yeah, he retired. Did he? Yeah, he retired like a couple months ago. Again, I don't care um, about their retirements. They're going to do what I tell them to do in my fantasy castings. <laughs> We, him and James Earl Jones, in yep. wheelchair. They're signed up for six movies each already. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Now, with the the X Men team, I wanted to keep them more towards Peter Parker's age. Um, in real life, they're not all quite that age, but I think these actors and actresses can get away with playing it. So for Cyclops, I want to see Dylan O'Brien. I thought he was great in the Maze Runner. I think he would do fantastic as Cyclops. He shows he can okay. play a lead character. I think it would be pretty good there. Uh, for Jean, Sadie Sink. She plays Max on Stranger Things. Um, I think she would. She was fantastic. I think she would be a great job. Do a great job as Jean. She's got the look. Uh, Angel, we're going with another Maze Runner alumni, uh, Thomas Brody Sangster. Good actor. I've enjoyed him and what I've seen him in, and he's got the look for Angel. Um, for Iceman. There's a little bit of an out there pick. He's been pretty good on Riverdale from what I've heard. I haven't seen a ton of Riverdale. Cole Sprouse. 
I think he would be a fantastic Bobby Drake. Yeah, I was considering him. He's a, he is actually very good on Riverdale. Yeah. I didn't I didn't finish it, but like I watched like the first season or whatever. He did a good job. I can see it. I, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things, and I I think he's got that look of Bobby to him. I don't know what it is about his face, but I I can see Bobby there. And finally, this is a, a real deep cut for for Beast here. Um, an actor named Toby Nichols. Uh, he's a younger actor. He hasn't been in a ton of stuff. You probably know him only from. Iron Fist, and he was a young Danny Rand in that. A little bit older now, but he's got a good look for Beast. I think he could pull it off. Um, <clears throat> and a couple quick villains. I want to use Boulevard Trask, and I'm going with Vigo Mortensen this time. Ooh. I think Vigo could uh. bring a lot of gravitas to that and a lot of uh, real, you know, disdain for mutants. Then, of course, the big guy, Magneto. One name came to mind for this. He plays a tremendous villain in everything he's in. Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, <laughs> he is... Uh, I want I want my Magneto not to really ha- need the brotherhood. I want Magneto to bring that weight himself and to be just that villain that can scare the crap out of this whole team. And finally, for Mr. Sinister, Cameron Monaghan from Gotham and... Uh, shameless. Well, shameless. Yes. God, the name was escaping yeah, me. Fantastic actor. Put him anywhere in the MCU. Absolutely, he will do great. He was almost as good of a Joker as Heath Ledger was, in my opinion. I can see it. Uh, yeah. No, nah, I was sorry. I was never a fan of Gotham. Yeah, it, it's definitely. Um, it was definitely an acquired taste. I really had to set like Batman knowledge aside to watch it and get it and enjoy it. But I thought they did a really good job with all the villains outside of the fact that there was no Batman. True. But guys, another Batman show with no Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, guys there, there's our castings and with castings come storylines. Where do you guys want to see a trilogy, which each one of these teams go um, okay, so only because you mentioned it earlier, I'm actually just gonna. I'm not ever. I'm not really gonna have, go too into depth with the actual trilogy. I'm just gonna go with who I want them to be facing, mm-hmm. like bad guys. So the first Fantastic Four was yes, it was gonna be Mole Man, mm-hmm. and I brought up. I was talking to my brother. I, was, I brought up Danny DeVito. He's like, yep. oh, "That's too easy. That's too easy. You can't do that." I don't care. Yes. Give me Frank Reynolds as Mole Man, okay? That's right. And that one that one I thought could be kind of interesting in the sense of, to tie it in, like, the first Avengers movie, right? They were finding aliens all in New York City. What if one of those aliens' bodies fell into, like, an underwater, like, fell underground or something like that, fell into the water supply, started mutating some of the beasts down there, and then a shut-in went down there or something, he ended up befriending them, and then was able to control the beast. You know, and then, boom, you got Bowman. So, um, and then the second movie... Uh, I actually have... Oh, and then at the end of that one... So, technically, the first movie, Doom is kind of a villain, but he's off doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. You know he's shady. He's not actually doing anything yet. The second movie is... uh, I want it to be about Diablo. And Diablo, being an alchemist, uh, he's been alive for like a thousand years uh, because he gave himself immortality, basically. Mm -hmm. I I want to show like clips of him somewhere in the MCU where he's actually been there, but like nobody ever noticed he was actually in the background, you know. Kind of like um, with uh, Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I want him because you know with all the superpower people coming out and stuff, uh, I want him to come out or maybe maybe even have something to do with Namor maybe in a mm-hmm. sense since they both have like longevity. And then he getting talks talks with Doom, and then, so the second movie is actually gonna be Diablo with Doom kind of like not controlling him but like pushing him to do some shit, you know. And then the last movie would obviously be your Galactus and uh, Silver Surfer. I don't really want to bring those guys in too early, but I can mm-hmm. also see why they kind of need to be here early. So just there's gonna be a Galactus Silver Surfer. We just we just got to deal with that. And then uh, on my X-Men side, uh, I have the first movie. So like how I said, the, the universes combine mm-hmm. in, in my theory. So you're going to have your X-Men running out. Uh, well, they're going to split up in whatever way, and you're going to get the Brotherhood. So the first movie is basically going to be the Brotherhood um, and them having to stop them or whatever, and Magneto taking charge and all that. And then uh, the second movie, I thought this was interesting. Uh, I want there to be like not 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 a mutant and not necessarily a mutant but a mogul that wants to use them as entertainment. And I want and like I don't want him to capture. Him. I want it to be arcade. Okay. So I thought it'd be really interesting to have arcade capture the heroes or whatever. And in that one, like some newer X Men can be, in- and maybe so because the whole thing with arcade is he knew the X-Men's abilities. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to come in a sequel and maybe the newer X-Men can help them get past him because he doesn't know their their full abilities yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe even have him go through like a giant pinball machine just like in the comic. Thought that'd be pretty cool. And then with the last one, I really want an Onslaught. I don't care how they do it. I don't mm-hmm. like... Onslaught would be cool. Onslaught and Cass- Cassandra Nova, like all that, just put it all in there somewhere. I don't care. I don't even know how they would beat it, but uh, yeah. So there's there's mine. That's basically all I have. I mean, theoretically, we we could end up seeing onslaught if the Deadpool rumors prove to be true, and Cassandra Nova is the the villain of that. We could get onslaught in some capacity. Ooh, yeah, I know she was supposed to be. Well, yeah, I knew she was supposed to be rumored in something. See, but then that would mean onslaught might come earlier than that. But I feel like he would have to be like a main baddie, you know, like a like, if they're going to have their own trilogy, he needs to be the top. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go the route of all these characters are introduced in the pre-existing MCU, or if this is a result from, like, some reboot where the entire universe gets reset and we start again. Mm-hmm. So I tried, to do, I tried to do the best I could to give generic ones that could kind of apply to both in, some, in one way or another. So with the Fantastic Four trilogy, uh, they were the easiest ones. If you reset everything, just give them the traditional, fa- the traditional origin. If not, and they're just introduced, you can still get away with just giving them a traditional origin. They just haven't existed prior to this. So uh, my first movie in the Fantastic Four trilogy, they gain their powers, and they face off. <laughs> they face off against the Mole Man. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? It was their first, their first villain in the comics. Heck, let uh, Disney honor that by giving him the first villain. Absolutely. I didn't have um, I didn't have Moleman casted, but if they had Danny DeVito play him, God, just take my money now. <laughs> <laughs> and end of 
That, that Frank Reynolds is Mole Man done. I'm good. That could be the last movie I ever see. <laughs> uh, for the every MCU movie, you got to get a post credit scene. My first Fantastic Four movie gets a post credit scene featuring Doom. Uh, the second film brings in Doom, and he's already in the armor. I don't need any origin story for Doom. I don't need to see him in college. And he ends up wearing a mask later that he got from like a family thing. No. He's already in the armor. Comic accurate. He got it with all like the witchcraft shit. I don't care. He's got the armor. He's good to go. He's ruling the nation. I don't need to see his rise to be ruler. He already is. Move on. Uh, I'd want the second movie to have Doom be the antagonist, but not like a mustache twirling villain because that's not Doom. I'd like it to explore like I like the team to explore the negative zone a little bit, but the primary focus of the movie is on Doom. And after seeing like Wakanda's actions joining into the like the world, now himself enters the center stage in world politics. And of course he's doing some shady shit on the side that the Fantastic Four tries to stop. I want Doom to walk away from that fight, whether he won the physical fight or not. I want in the end him having gained what he wanted. Like even losing the fight he got what he needed for his goals. I want to just show that Doom is a badass fighter, but that his true weapon is his brain, his mind. That everything leading up to that point, you thought he lost, and then you find out at the end, he still won. Because that is the essence of Doom. He just is going to win. Again, post credit scenes. I want the post credit scene for that one to show the Silver Surfer on his way. Uh, then in between... Films two and three, as Nemesis uh, mentioned earlier, a nice one hour special for Silver Surfer's origin. Show where he came from, him becoming the Surfer, and even him taking out a couple of planets in like quick succession just to show what's going on Mm -hmm. and have it end. Like, say he's been doing it for like hundreds of years. Uh, This this, this Earth can't be his first stop. I think in uh, one comic, he actually it showed where he gave himself up to Galactus and the first thing he says because he has his mind wiped is he offers Galactus uh, Norrad offers Galactus his own planet, Zenla and Galactus refuses saying that he promised someone that he would spare that planet. I'd love to see that on the big screen then show Surfer like you know over the course taking out those planets and the special end with him on his way to Earth. Third film brings Galactus in. I don't have him casted, but I'm open. Uh, classic interpretation of Galactus. Anything other than a cloud would be preferable. Yes, please uh, God. Have Surfer gain his humanity, just like in the comics back, and have him turn on Big G. But instead of like that one movie where Surfer turns on Galactus and single-handedly defeats him, <laughs> which makes no goddamn sense, instead have Surfer taking on Galactus, but he's just a distraction. He serves as a distraction as the Fantastic Four sneak onto Galactus's ship and they get a hold of the ultimate nullifier. Just like in the comics, because if they ain't broke, don't fix it. Galactus leaves but banishes Surfer to Earth. And that's the end of the third movie. Yada, yada, yada. post credit scene. Remember in the other movie, they were looking into the negative zone. Annihilus. Ooh. Nice uh, hint for sequel, the sequel trilogy. Anyway... Uh, my X-Men trilogy. Uh, the team is already built. They already, they're having their first outing, whatever. They face Magneto and all that. And his Brotherhood of Mutants. I prefer to keep the Minx. 
it's a nice variety of uh, enemies for the X-Men to fight. But uh, yeah, that's the first movie. It's basically, they're facing off against Magneto and their brotherhood. And the typical X-Men stuff of everyone hates us. post credit scene, Sentinels. The second film has humanity as the enemy. This kind of like Days of Future Past movie, but not quite. The world is filled with mutant hate groups, especially after all the fighting from the first movie, which ends up leading to proper Sentinels. Not like the Sentinels from the Days of Future Past movie that were like, what, like 15 feet tall and kind of useless, and they never actually hunted mutants. Magneto literally took them over before they did anything. Mm-hmm. These are the proper, these are proper mutants. I'm talking like 40, 50 feet tall. Like the one hinted at in uh, X-Men The Last Stand, where all you see is Wolverine get thrown at a sentinel and the head comes out. I want to see armies of these sentinels actually taking out mutants and the X-Men having to fight them with the final boss that the X-Men and Brotherhood have to fight together, Master Mold, the creator of the sentinels. Mm. Get your get your post credit scene. Magneto having a family discussion with his children, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, talking about how dangerous humanity is, especially after all the Sentinels were just there. Third film, in the vein of Civil War, having so many extra characters join in, House of M, baby. As close to the comic as possible. They have all their characters under one roof now. As close to the uh, actual issues as they can get. With the post credit scene, the Phoenix. Are you bringing back our Wanda for it? Or are you going to have like completely new Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch? That is a fantastic question in which I do not have an answer for you. <laughs> oh, I like I it. Have no, I have no problem with them going with a different Wanda eventually. That's if they reset the universe. If they don't reset, when they merge universes bringing X-Men and stuff in, I don't know. Just kind of like Find a way to make it so Wanda's dad is actually Magneto. I know it's not really in the comics anymore. That got changed. But, yeah. Any way you can get to House of M, I'm game. I, w- I would love to see some X-Men, big X-Men storylines done right, finally. I'd like to see new X-Men ones done, too. Yes. I don't need to see it. My, my trilogy doesn't do the Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Doesn't do Apocalypse. Mm-mm. Enough is enough. You, got, you have to have Magneto, but you don't have to go Magneto every time. So, yeah, bring in Master Mold. Bring in House of M. This is the stuff I want to see. Okay, so for mine, we're going to start with a very first-class-esque introduction. introduction. The very first group, uh, minus Wolverine. I do want the series, the the franchise for X-Men to start off focusing more on the X-Men themselves, uh, primarily with uh, Cyclops as a leader for once. I, I would definitely like to see a, a clash between Magneto and the Brotherhood, uh, potentially with a tease and or maybe primary villain of Mr. Sinister leading into a second movie where we finally get to see the X-Men venture out into space. I mean, the the Marvel Universe has has definitely expanded itself to the point to where we, we can definitely see 
a lot of expansion into the rest of the cosmos. I want the second movie to focus on the Shirai Empire. Give us some Gladiator, some Lilandra, just their their whole storyline. We've already seen we've gotten how many how many X-Men movies? What is it? A lot. A like lot. Seven, eight, nine? Depends Enough. on how many we've you gotten, count. We we've gotten Have you count right. Deadpool? Yeah, the de- yeah, two we, Deadpool's, three Wolverines, <laughs> I think seven regular X-Men. We've we've gotten so many X-Men movies, but yet in the comics, they are they have definitely seen their fair share of space. And one of their most primary adventures into space with that leading into Phoenix, but with a curveball. We see a glimpse of Dark Phoenix during that their their adventures out in space and then they come to earth for the final movie in their trilogy or like i said maybe not final movie before their third movie in their trilogy how about we make it something something akin to captain america civil war i'm thinking x-men versus avengers we get a glimpse of the phoenix force a glimpse of of what these mutants are are all about, their potential, and now seeing that there's an entity that dwells within one, and then they unknowingly try and take out whatever this entity is by taking on the X-Men themselves. Avengers versus X-Men, which then leads us into the Phoenix Five, a big climax-type storyline. But ultimately, things go awry, and the Phoenix Force separates due to whatever means they try to defeat it with. And we get, like I said, a a very Captain America Civil War-esque storyline where it goes from the Avengers versus the X-Men to the Avengers and the X-Men versus the phoenix five i like it we have to get avengers versus x-men at some point now that we're bringing in the x-men it it has to happen so then for fantastic four i want to see a bit of a i want to see a, a a soft origin story that hints at uh galactus and silver surfer and overall for this trilogy i want this no surprise to anyone, but I want this to be a kind of story where Doctor Doom is essentially the main character through all of this. He starts off as their supposed primary villain, but in the first movie, they take him down fairly easily, and we we get the uh Galactus and Silver Surfer teaser at the end of the movie. Second movie, I want them to explore the negative zone. I I as as far as Marvel goes, I'm not trying to waste any time with them. I don't want to spend a whole three, four, 
movie franchise waiting on them to build up Annihilus and the Negative Zone. I, I want the second movie to be Annihilation Wave uh, mixed with the storyline three. Kind of the storyline where uh, they 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 take on the Annihilation Wave and it ends up being the thing and Johnny Storm kind of on the front lines after all the time of Ben Grimm not, you know, you know, wanting to be human again, he ends up taking the potion to revert himself back to his human form, but the effects of it kick in right in the middle of their fight against the Annihilation Wave, and because of that, it causes the death of Johnny Storm. Okay, you're going to kill off Johnny, all right. I would definitely like to see some high stakes. And then in the third movie in the Fantastic Four trilogy, after we get the Annihilation Wave, the whole time, like I said, Doctor Doom being the villain of the first movie, not necessarily, he's he's the main villain, but not necessarily anything perceived to be a major villain just yet. In the background of all these movies, I want to see him building himself up to be the villain. I want it to be at least somewhat based on Unthinkable. Unthinkable is kind of the storyline where Doctor Doom became the big main overarching villain that he is to this day. It's the storyline where he learned all of his magic. It sucks to say, but I mean, my boy turned his lover at the time into an organic suit of armor through a ritual. He, he turned the woman he loved into the armor that he wears. Doombot 14. A... Yeah. So... <laughs> The, the Doctor Doom we know from the comics. Unparalleled uh, technology, unparalleled magic, unparalleled intelligence against Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four, only to be interrupted by Galactus and Silver Surfer, in which they are forced to team up together to take down the even bigger baddie. Okay, man, I like it. I, a team up between the two would... Uh, it seems like it would really grind Doom's gears, too. Yeah, it, it's going to be <laughs> a... Uh, he would be really emotional... angry about that. Yeah, it, I, I want to see Doctor Doom spend three movies trying to become Reed Richards, do Reed Richards better. That's my that's my rundown of the trilogies. I uh, I kind of think you like Doom a little too much. No, no, no. Are you sure? Are you sh- are you no. sure about that? Not even. <laughs> I don't think I like Doom enough. Let me go back. I'm gonna restructure my list. We'll get back. Uh, I, think, I think we're good. I think we're all right. <laughs> I'll start with my Fantastic Four because I found them the easiest, really, to slide into the MCU. Bullseye Sinestro, we all must have been having the same dream last night because our trilogies look really similar. 
uh, especially with the villains. <laughs> Mine, I, I changed it a little bit because I, I really want my Fantastic Four, and I, I kind of built the team with, with the actors this way to be explorers first. You know, I, I like um, Alan Richardson because he could easily be that marine pilot that Ben Grimm was and so on and so forth. But I really want them to be explorers. And, and in the first movie, uh, face off against Danny DeVito's Mole Man, and they find Subterranea. And they go down, and um, we find this whole hollow earth and all this stuff going on underneath us that we had no idea that was going on. And that's, of course, after uh, Reed's little experiment into space uh, and getting their powers. They're going to talk about Doom a lot throughout the movie. Uh, He's going to be in the background and watching the Fantastic Four become famous. It's going to really anger him because he's also going to just have become the ruler of Latveria. And all he sees on TV is Reed Richards. So he decides in the second movie to use his newfound wealth and influence to do anything he can to destroy Reed including kidnapping Sue uh, to set up our big climax. And dun, dun, dun. and then, you know, much like you said, Sinestro, Doom's going to achieve his overall goal, and it's really going to set up uh, Secret Wars. And, and just, we all know what Doom does in Secret Wars, and if we get a little bit of the Beyonder and Doom going to grab his powers, this movie's going to set it up and show you that Doom is always five steps ahead and an absolute force in the MCU. You know he is. And then for the third movie, uh, after Secret Wars, that's when we're going to bring in Galactus. The Fantastic Four are going to be out in space. They're going to come across a, uh, a habitable planet full of people. As they're landing, in comes Galactus. They're going to do everything in their power to stop Galactus and the Surfer. It's not going to work. Uh, Galactus is going to destroy the planet. The Fantastic Four are going to go off, you know, back to Earth, scampering away because of this great cosmic force. And the Surfer's going to follow them right to Earth, setting up a next Avenger movie. And then uh, then we get into the X-Men. And I found this really hard, because I don't know about you guys, but I, do, I just don't feel like there's a great way for them to bring in new actors as these X-Men characters. There isn't. <laughs> there just isn't. I, I can't. I couldn't figure one out. So I kind of went with a soft reset after Secret Wars, where um, you know whatever butterfly got stepped on, and mutants didn't really become a big thing. It got stepped on, and mutants were a big thing, but not really at the forefront. You know, maybe maybe Namor is a little more known. Stuff like that, because we've heard him introduced as a mutant already. And then we get this kind of younger X-Men team. They go have the quick little first outing, you know, because they're just brand new, and it doesn't go well. And you get Boulevard Trask, who sets up a Sentinel program and wants to police all of these mutants and runs a huge fear campaign against the mutants. And they come to blow with the Sentinels, because, we, like Sinestro said, we haven't seen good Sentinels yet. We saw a, a terrible version and then one that was kind of good in a danger room for like five seconds. But we need good Sentinels. I don't know if I want Master Mold part of it quite yet, or really just make Boulevard Trask the bad guy. I think I want Trask the bad guy, because it leads more into the second movie, where Magneto comes to the forefront, and he is the polar opposite, obviously, of Charles Xavier, and it has a lot to do with Boulevard Trask building Sentinels, and 
having them, you know, try to police mutants around the country and the world. Uh, so they come to blows with Magneto in the second movie. And I really just want it to be Magneto. I want Magneto to be an app, uh, a force as well. Not not quite Doom level, but he he himself can easily handle and fight the X-Men. Like, I want his shields from the the comics and the cartoons. I want I want to see that Magneto. Um, and that movie, in turn, is going to lead into a third movie with Mr. Sinister uh, and Cameron Monaghan playing him. And Sinister using cloning to create uh, Madeline Pryor and have her be an evil Jean Grey and really, really put the X-Men in a bad light to set up uh, AVX down the road. One quick thing I did want to add, I do have Apocalypse cast. I'm not bringing him in yet, and I'm not bringing him in first in X-Men. He's going to appear in Moon Knight, and uh, Rami Malek would be playing him. Hey, that'd be cool. I think he would be a, a, just a fantastic Apocalypse, and with Moon Knight's obvious ties to Egypt, I think it would be cooler to see him kind of pop up in the Moon Knight uh, setting before he really jumps into the X-Men again. Are you going to have Apocalypse sing any Queen songs? I may have him sing one or two. If, if if we get to Age of Apocalypse, he'll sing We Are the Champions. That's true. As, as admin <laughs> Sinestro, I give you the doom seal of approval. Uh, hey. Guys, real quick before we get out of hey. here, I, I said it real quick, and I just want to hear what you guys think. Um, I think Fantastic Four is really easy to fit in to the existing MCU. But the X-Men is really hard. Real quick, how would you guys do it, uh, Doom? How would you fit the X Men into the MCU? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That's that's tough. Um, There's no good I options. Mean, I've thought about it for a while. I don't know how to come up with a set answer for how not just X-Men, but the mutants in general are going to finally make their appearance in the MCU. Yeah, like I said, there's no, uh, there's really not a lot of good options. I mean, they could come up with some hoopla. They could come up with some weird stuff. Alright, so you have, so we know that we have branching timelines. Mm -hmm. Okay, and honestly, I think De I think Deadpool's gonna do something. Have something to do with it getting a little more weird. Um, and then also I had a, like a little theory on the, after the blip, after the snap, okay, some people just materialized out of nowhere and then some people came right back. If they were around, say harmful chemicals or radiation or a microwave or anything or like up in a plane or something to where like when they got snapped, something could have like entered them that by the time they came back, uh, which also is a big loophole to me. If you were on a plane when you got snapped and you got snapped back, would you be snapped in the same spot you were? Would you fall to your death? I, I honestly have no idea. I think you land back in the plane seat you were in. I want to say um, at some point when they're talking about the snap, somebody mentions, you know, I brought, he brought them back safely or, you know, maybe Hulk says I brought everyone back safely or something like that. So that might have been a thing, like, you know, when he's snapping, I want everyone back from five years ago safely. Oh, okay. You know? I, I, okay, that would make sense then. But yeah, so there were people working on power lines. There were people doing hard jobs. There were kids, you know, eating glue. There's people doing a lot of stuff 
whenever they got blipped in the first place, when they come back, they may have gained a mutation at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing I don't know is like if like how did Professor X like get control of his first and was able to go hunt or not hunt but find other mutants to make his school in that five years, mm-hmm. or maybe. He got mutated, but didn't disappear because of something around him. Kind of like how Daredevil got his powers. Or, you know, his sonar and all that. So, I don't know. I feel like that could be a way... They're going to probably branch it in with alternate timeline. Yeah, I could see them, you know, kind of a mashing of the worlds together. Especially after Secret Wars. Um, or, you know, it, see... Like I said, it's hard to really say what would be a good option. Because I f- almost feel like if you smash the worlds together... It should be characters from the Fox universe instead of all new ones. That's tough. Uh, I, it's tough. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea how to how to do it correctly. Yeah, I've given a lot of thought into how the X Men could actually get brought into this because mm-hmm. how can you bring it in where it's satisfying? Because if you're bringing in the X Men, you need their histories because most of the X Men lose a whole lot without their histories. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. Wolverine is over 100 years old. He's like 130, 40, 50, whatever. He's over a century old. You can't just have a person mutate and be Wolverine without his history. Right. It's too much. You're losing too much. Magneto, like, he has to be from World War II. Like, that's... there. I've heard people talk about giving him, like, a slightly different origin. I'm sorry. His origin was always perfect to me. Holocaust survivor. But the problem with that now is you're reaching a point where if he was like 10 towards the end of the Holocaust, he'd be almost a hundred in present day. Exactly. So now you got to find, so now you got to find a way to make him younger, which anyone who saw the X-Men evolution cartoon show from like the early two thousands, he actually uses project rebirth. The same thing that made captain America to reduce his age a bit. I don't know, but the only way to bring the X-Men in, there's only a couple of ways at this point, and none of them is perfect. One, Doom already touched on. Something with the Celestial that's half peeking its face out of the Earth has like some kind of energy effect on the populace. It would easily affect the whole planet, and a small percentage are affected in a way that shows a mutation. One of which is Miss Marvel. They confirmed it in the series mm-hmm. that she actually is a mutant. They even used the word mutant for the first time in the MCU. So, huzzah, huzzah for us X-Men fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the only other way is through Secret Wars. Whether that's a merging of timelines to keep moving forward, and now you just have mutants who are always here, which would keep their histories, but I feel like it's kind of a cop-out. Or Secret Wars does a full reboot, and everything comes to a stop and goes all the way back to the beginning. That would be the only honestly perfect way, because then you can start from scratch, brand new MCU. Mm-hmm. You have all the, you have the F- Fantastic Four, the X Men, Avengers, everybody. You can start exactly where you want them to start. All the mutants can have their origins. Wolverine could be 150 whatever years old. Magneto could have his past. Xavier can do ha- could have had 10, 15, 20 years to gather his X Men. Nothing has to be rushed, but. That's a big move, and I, as much as I'm a Disney defender, a lot of people trash Disney based on like Phase Four and Five of the MCU, uh, the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Name 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 your your recipe. That's usually what you go with. Oh, I'm a Disney. I've been a, 
<laughs> As Nemesis <laughs> pointed out in the previous episode, he he is not the biggest fan of the Last Jedi. <laughs> hey, what but, was your argument about? Go on. Can y'all rehash that argument? I don't. I don't remember it exactly. Copy and paste episode whatever Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. Anyway, uh, Same thing. Gotcha. I'm a I'm a Disney defender, but I'll say this right now. I. I apologize for the language for any kids listening. I don't think they have the balls to do a full reboot. I don't. I think they're going to try and find some kind of cop-out way to try and just squeeze everything back in. It's going to be pat... Like a lot of things that Disney's been doing lately, not always, lately, it'll be passable, it'll be entertaining for most, and it will make decent money. Yeah, it's true. You you do lose a ton if you just kind of pop them in there. Without without that history there, it's 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 gonna be really tough. And like we've said, there's just no real great way to do it unless you go with a full reboot. And I I gotta agree with you, Sinestro. I don't think they are gonna do that at all. Well, listen, brawlers, we are out of time for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode, and I hope this episode got your brains working on what's gonna happen in the MCU. Because if it has, head on over to the comic book brawl page, look for the episode post. And let us know what you think. Guys, give us some of your castings. Give us some of your trilogies. We want to hear what you guys have have to say. Um, As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible. And you can find Comic Book Brawl on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and now YouTube. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest updates. We are out of here for tonight. Good night.